Hello, this is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Catholic Baltimore is a weekly radio program hosted by the Archdiocese of Baltimore, airing each Sunday following the broadcast of the Radio Mass of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic radio partners for sharing with us some of the content in this program and for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to the Archdiocese of Baltimore every Sunday. This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review. Today on Catholic Baltimore, we're presenting a little different show for Advent. With us today is Regina McCurdy, Director of Liturgical Music for St. John Parish in Westminster, Maryland. She and Choir Director Matthew Ogden brought the parish choir to Garnicky Hall in November for a special performance. Catholic Baltimore sat in on one of the choir's rehearsals for Christmas Masses, and you'll be hearing some of those tunes later in the show. Welcome to the show, Regina. Thank you, Chris. First of all, can you tell us a little bit about that concert in New York and how your choir was selected to perform? As I understand, your choir was the only one of 15 choirs involved that had a Catholic connection. That's correct, and that was a special honor, I think. Uh, The choir came to be selected by virtue of a recording of a previous Christmas cantata. Uh, I believe we performed that cantata about five or six years ago, and someone posted segments of the cantata on YouTube. Unbeknownst to us, That's great. That apparently served as the audition tape. Okay. So did did the composer hear it, or did someone from the the performance hear that? Someone from uh, Distinguished Concerts International heard that and invited us to participate in a world premiere performance of the same composer's newest Christmas work. That's incredible. That's incredible. Well, while we can't bring you audio from that performance, apparently it was only recorded for archive purposes, so we don't have that. But here's a sample of St. John's Choir rehearsing a piece based on a poem by Christina Rossetti with music by Gustav Holst. This is called In the Bleak Midwinter. Oh 
Regina, how do you prepare a choir for the number of masses that are celebrated at Christmas? Is it different from the rest of the liturgical year? We prepare the choir in the same way that one prepares to get to Carnegie Hall. Okay. As the saying goes, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. And the same really applies to preparation for Christmas masses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have several rehearsals leading up to Christmas. Typically, that also includes a long Sunday afternoon rehearsal mm-hmm. of about four to five hours in length. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's a long one. It is indeed. But we break in the middle for fellowship and some wonderful food with a potluck meal. Mm-hmm. How many members of the choir? We are typically at around 30 members. And you're going to be adding brass and other instruments for yes. Christmas? Yes, brass quintet, timpani, harp. That's great. Yes. That really sounds like it'll be wonderful for people there. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to be performing a piece by Johann Sebastian Bach, Beside Thy Cradle, Here I Stand. Uh, during the practice, choir director Matthew Ogden had this to say about the complexity of the piece. It's difficult because it's a lot of chromatic harmonies. It's a lot of chromatic harmonies, and it's some weird rhythms, right, with the basses, with the tenors. But why don't we try it again? So that was Matthew talking about how complex this piece is. Here's a small part of the choir rehearsing that piece to demonstrate the harmonies of the rest of the group. This was one of each voice, soprano, alto, tenor, and bass, plus Matt Ogden. So listen now to Beside Thy Cradle, Here I Stand.
After the break, we're going to talk more with Regina McCurdy about Christmas music and about the St. John's Choir recent performance at Carnegie Hall in New York. This is Chris Gunty, and you're listening to Catholic Baltimore. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, here's a look at some books by local Catholic authors that you might wish to consider for Christmas gift-giving. The fictional novel Divided Loyalties by Mary Kay Tillman, a Maryland native, a former managing editor, and current freelance correspondent for the Catholic Review, leads readers on a Civil War journey following a young woman and her struggles in her mission to serve in the nation's conflict set in Frederick County. Find Tillman's book online or at Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com. Gina Massa Molino's father died on the job building soldier barracks in Baltimore in 1946. Gina, 12 at the time and the daughter of Italian immigrants, moved back to the Italian village of Luras with her mother and siblings to join their family. Along with her daughter and co-author, Susanna Rosa Molino, a former staff writer for the Catholic Review, Gina shares stories, history, anecdotes, vocabulary, and photographs to illustrate the lives of first and second generation Italian Americans. Find the book on the web at snippetsinspiration.weebly.com. Six of the nine churches featured in Baltimore Polish Churches by Anthony J. Munchewski are Catholic churches. The book dives into the history of Polish Americans living in Baltimore and the centers of their lives, their churches. All proceeds of the book benefit the Raise the Roof Project at Holy Rosary Church in Baltimore, a church that was established for and continues to meet the needs of Baltimore's Polish community. Copies can be purchased by, purchased by contacting the Holy Rosary Parish Office at 410-732-3960 or holyrosarybalto at comcast.net. Ronnie Smith explores three mystical vehicles through his poetry collection, Roses for the Most High, celebrating the mystical Christian path. In his introduction, Smith, a Baltimore native and graduate of Loyola University, Maryland, in Baltimore, describes mysticism as a state of consciously experiencing God in our daily lives. Find the book on Amazon or at barnesandnoble.com. Two women share their story and musings on friendship in Friendship Interrupted. Joanne Chanfici, a parishioner of Church of the Nativity in Timonium, and Lisa Quinlivan met on their first day at a Catholic high school in a small Pennsylvania town. Their strong ties and a dedication allowed them to overcome a bump in their relationship and continue on their path of friendship. Find Friendship Interrupted, Hello, Are You Still There? online at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Google Books, and Walmart. Charles Piccarilli, a parishioner of St. Ignatius Hickory in Forest Hill, records his faith journey in Once I Was Blind But Now I See. Piccarilli shares his account of many miracles and how he has witnessed God's divine interaction in his life. Find the book on Amazon. You don't have to go to the Himalayas to learn meditation and pray more deeply. In 33 Breaths, a little book on meditation, Father John J. Lombardi, pastor of St. Peter and St. Patrick Churches in Western Maryland, presents a primer on meditation for Catholics and other Christians. For more details on 33 Breaths, Listen to an interview with Father Lombardi right here on Catholic Baltimore, January 7th. 33 Breaths is available from St. Peter Parish in Hancock at 301-678-6339 and and on Amazon. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, this is Christopher Gunty. Do you want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV? Read the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the church full-time, The Catholic Review. 
pick up the print magazine monthly at your parish or have the Catholic Review delivered to your home every month. You can get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to the Catholic Review e-newsletter for twice a week updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Find our app on Apple and Android and follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Wherever your faith takes you, Catholic Review Media is ready to inspire, teach, inform, and engage. Read it today in print and online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. The season of sacraments is nearly here. First Holy Communion, Confirmation, and Weddings. Visit the Baltimore Basilica, America's first cathedral, and stop by the gift shop for all of your gift needs. From beautiful frames to crucifixes and crosses, statues and one-of-a-kind rosaries, the Basilica Gift Shop has it all. Friendly, knowledgeable staff members can help you select the perfect gift. Also available, Baltimore's very own Mouth Party Caramels, locally designed hand-painted signs, and jewelry, plus gifts for Easter as well as an extensive line of St. Patrick's Day items sure to bring out the Irish and everyone. Visit the Basilica Gift Shop at 409 Cathedral Street in Baltimore or call 410-727-3565 for hours and directions. Free street parking available directly in front of the Basilica between 9.30 and 4 p.m. You are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. We're back and we're talking with Regina McCurdy, Director of Liturgical Music for St. John Parish in Westminster, Maryland. She's also a member of the Archdiocese of Baltimore's Human Resources staff, so we work together pretty often. The St. John Choir recently performed in Carnegie Hall, and we caught one of their rehearsals during Advent for Christmas Masses. So before the break, we heard a group of just one of each voice, soprano, alto, tenor, and bass, plus Choir Director Matthew Ogden, rehearsing J.S. Bach's Beside Thy Cradle, Here I Stand. Here's the whole choir practicing that piece. Regina, how did your choir's experience in New York, performing with other choirs, help them in their ministry to their own community? The performance really showed us that uh, united Christians have the opportunity to very strongly and very consistently witness to the gospel 
mm-hmm. to be a light to the world in sharing God's love. Mm-hmm. And that ministry then is, they, your choir members could bring that home mm-hmm. and, and take that experience of working with other choirs and say, you know what, we can even be an, an even stronger light for our community, right? Absolutely. In fact, that was part of our conversation at dinner after the concert and on the bus ride home from New York. And it is our commitment, ongoing, supported by our pastor. That's awesome. Why is it important for parishes to have good music? Um, Years ago, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Father John Cusack, who founded Theology on Tap and did a lot of work with young adults, said that young people especially are looking for three things when they come to Mass. Good homilies, good hospitality, and good music. And only one of those is in the realm of he and his brother priests, mm-hmm. that really the lay people have to step up on hospitality and ministry. But why is it, not just for Christmas when a lot of people come to Mass who don't normally, but all through the year, why is it important for music to be done well and done right? The place of music is to support the beauty of the sacred mystery that is the Mass. And God deserves the best that we can offer to him and to his people so that that mystery is, uh, the full grace of that mystery is open Mm -hmm. to those who are in in attendance. So that's why then for everybody, not just the musicians and the singers, but they, they all have to have a heart of a servant when they come to this. Absolutely. Uh, I think there have been many occasions perhaps in the past when uh, choirs tended to focus on performing more so than supporting. Mm -hmm. And uh, the sanctuary is not a stage for any of us, but rather it is all about Christ. Mm -hmm. And so really when you're there, it's it's not about uh, doing this grand performance as you would when you're performing a concert in Carnegie Hall. But it's about leading the congregation in their prayer, in their sung prayer. Absolutely, and and lifting our own hearts and theirs mm-hmm. towards heaven. And so that's why beautiful music really can make a difference for us. It can. Mm-hmm. It brings others in to the beauty of those mysteries. It is now our hope to use music to look outward, mm-hmm. to bring others into a deeper relationship with Christ through the beauty of the music he has given us. Mm-hmm. There's a chance for great beauty to really bring out hope in people, I think. Yes. And if and when we look at both some of the kinds of music that you're doing, the, the traditional ancient stuff, uh, but also new contemporary music can all be very beautiful and can all enhance this experience, right? Absolutely. In fact, the music that we performed at Carnegie Hall was in a... Um, melding of bluegrass and gospel and traditional sacred choral music. The uh, performance was, um, or rather the composition was called Rhapsody in Bluegrass, but all sacred lyrics about the beauty of Christmas and the birth of Christ. That's really wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, we, again, we won't be able to hear Rhapsody in Bluegrass mm-hmm. today, but before we go, let's listen to the choir of St. John's Parish in Westminster sing the classic Christmas carol, O come all ye faithful.
that was an amazing performance by the the St. John's Choir, and that was just a practice. I'm sure that by the time we get to Christmas, that'll sound even more luxurious and, and really bring people to, to Christ and understand the incarnation. We've been talking today with Regina McCurdy about liturgical music and the Christmas season, and we've been listening to the sounds of the choir of St. John Parish in Westminster. Thank you so much for being with us today, Regina. My pleasure, Chris. Thank you. Thanks. This is Christopher Gunty of the Catholic Review, and you've been listening to Catholic Baltimore. Have a blessed Advent. And a Merry Christmas. You and your family are invited to join Archbishop William Laurie for Mass at 10 p.m. on Christmas Eve at the Cathedral of Mary Our Queen and at 10 a.m. at the historic Basilica in downtown Baltimore Christmas Day. There will be beautiful music and uplifting preaching. Whether you attend Mass regularly or only a few times a year, everyone is welcome. Visit archbalt.org for more information or for a list of parishes near you. Have a blessed and Merry Christmas. Life can be hard, and at times we feel overwhelmed and alone. When faced with problems, know that there is a group of Catholics who are part of the prayer ministry of the Archdiocese of Baltimore, waiting to lift you and your needs to God in prayer. This ministry is comprised of men and women, young and old, religious and lay, from every ethnic and cultural background. They pray as individuals and in groups, in homes and meeting spaces throughout Baltimore. Like you, they are people who have suffered the same hurts, fears, pains, sickness, loss, and everyday burdens. Learn more about this ministry by visiting our website at www.archbalt.org. If you are in need of prayer, send your prayer request to prayers at archbalt.org or by phone to 410-547-5517. Would you like to volunteer to be a part of the ministry? Prayer ministers are always needed. Please call or email our coordinator who would be happy to speak with you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Baltimore. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May God bless us and keep us always in his love.